we shake our heads and you know we think we've seen it all and uh this how many how, how many presidential elections have we done on fast money i think this is our fourth this is our memory fourth. serves right this is our fourth and they, they've all been a little different uh, and and we knew this one was going to be different but um you know what's going on now with this huge market move it's, it's so funny because the unlike 2016 when the market overnight was kind of the story and that the market has been uh a, you know very much like 2016 and very much often in the middle of the market, the market is making the call, right? The market, it, you know, forget the polls. Uh, the market seems to weed through everything. It's, 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 it's amazing. But anyway, look, um, as of, you know, 4 p.m. or so here, uh, the market seems to think Joe Biden is the president and we have a GOP Senate. Right. And that's the perfect and that's what, number. And that's what you've been saying for a while. You said the, the best outcome for the market, politics aside, would be you know, Joe Biden winning the presidency and the, the Senate being held by the I Republicans did. and the House sort of status quo, which is effectively what we got. But, you know, it looks like, I mean, although we want to make the call, it looks like things are a little too close to call. Exactly right. Out. This is too close to call. And when I hear too close to call, um, I go right back into what is always where I seem to find a reference point into a bad 80s sitcom. Okay. And it's too close for comfort, man. Come on, Ted, Ted, Ted Knight. Can I tell you? I was about to say Ted Danson. Ted Knight, come on, man. It might as well have been Ted Danson. I mean, it could have been <laughs> Ted Bundy, and I didn't see any of those guys in it. I mean, it's just, that's not my... It wasn't my jam. 80s sitcoms, you know, I think part of the reason was I was just in college, so we didn't have a TV, number one. Yeah. And oh, I missed God, everything. Stop it. Stop no, it, yeah. no, not in college. We didn't. I mean, I'm that. telling you. Everybody did. did. You I had a TV. Yes. Oh, bullsh I had a Come black on, and white. Man. I had a black and white, bro. You know, everybody bro You broed me. I like well, that. Well, I mean, that right. stands to reason. You grew up in, in, you know, southern Westchester. I didn't have a TV in Croton, let alone my dorm room in Harvard. No, I'm, in fact, I'm not sure you guys had running water. And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, it, it, it explains a lot. But no, no, too close for comfort. Two chicks um, living in a townhouse with their parents because they couldn't afford an apartment or something. I don't know. And again, these chicks were, were kind of babes. Uh, and, and, and they were living with, you know, Ted Knight uh, and, and uh, or Judge Smales or whatever his name is in real right. life. Um, and, and, uh, and the mother, whoever it was. And, and it reminds me of that Tom Hanks sitcom from the 80s. It was basically the same thing. Which is, um, which is what? Bosom, bosom Buddies. Come, come on, dude. Where, where were you? I know the premise of that show is two guys, they had to right. dress like women in order to, to garner this apartment. That's right. For whatever right. reason. That is a straight well, it, ripoff, by the way, of Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe's Some Like It Hot from the 1950s. I mean, they're just ripping shit off left maybe, and right. Maybe, maybe, but who's alive for that, dude? Where, where are you pulling that reference? I, mean, I wouldn't everybody... saw that at the theater. It was part of a double feature. <laughs> I'm sure you did. No, no, Bosom Buddies, by the way, had, had you don't know, the, you don't know the, the, the sitcom. You don't remember Tom Hanks. It was his breakout role, um, right? He and, him and Peter Scolari dressed as ladies, dressed as chicks. Um, but the theme song of that was My Life by Billy Joel, man. It, it, oh. was, it was part of the breakout. I know you're a huge Billy Joel fan. No, that's by the way, that song a big is fan a... of commercial break. Billy Joel he, he is probably is. watching this now somewhere in Roslyn or Oyster Bay. Well, uh, he probably heard the BAB guys on with us because he's a big BAB guy as well. Point. Shout out to those folks. By the way, Deborah Van Valkenburg um, from Bosom Buddies is the brunette. There's a blonde and a brunette. They're both cute. And if memory serves, she, I mean, you got like... Come you on, got a big T-shirt on. She was in the war, in the Warriors. She was in with, the Warriors with James Remmer, who was in 
Okay. 48 so it, hours. It's Remar, by the way. Remar, Remar, what? I mean. And in the Warriors, he was Ajax. And I love he was that. just, I mean, he was a piece of work. Right. So Mercy was the chick who was basically the, the, the gang babe for this really like B-rated, low budget, off, off the beaten track. I think it was the Orphans. She was their babe. Warriors come rolling through. Uh, she sees Swan, who's the striking like kind of guy. Yeah, you know, Swan. Who, who, that's Swan. Who plays Swan? Like <laughs> no, Jeff I don't Beck know. or somebody? Michael, Michael Beck. Nice job. Um, the Warriors, Jeff. by the way. I knew it just, wasn't Jeff Beck. It, it, incredible. Um, it, to me, one of my favorite movies, and one of the things that I still have yet to do is I want to find 20 of my buddies. So you're, you're, you're in on this. I'm game. in. I'm in. And, and what we do is we start out in Central Park. Um, Reenact it. We, we got to bop on back to Coney. Dude, it, it, it will be so good. Um, but great. We talked about soundtracks last night. The soundtrack for the Warriors, go back and listen to that. But In the City um, by the Eagles, uh, or it's actually Joe Walsh. You think about it. Those guys all had decent solo careers. I mean, Glenn Fry, we can talk about his, you know, his acting no, career. No, he, he, he did. Not awful. Not awful. Dude, Glenn Fry, if you, if you get into the Miami Vice stuff and, and the Top Gun stuff, I mean, dude, Glenn Fry um, was, had as big of a solo career as Henley. I know that's hard to believe, but I, I'd say he probably did. Um, and and uh, anyway, Deborah Van Valkenburg, the Warriors, and, and just so Ajax, who was also Gans in 48 Hours, Billy Bear was actually one of the baseball furies. So he Come was on. the guy, he was the, I swear, they're all in the same movies. If you go back <laughs> and look at this, it's what makes it so good. And the guy who also played the psycho, um, he was, he was the guy, he, Luther, Luther, he was, he was Luther. Luther. In, in four, yeah, in 48 Hours. I mean, they're all so so so. Billy Bear was the guy in the Baseball Furies, the big dude, the guy who looked a little bit like Paul sure. Stanley from Kiss. S and, Sonny and Landon, Swan, who was also Sonny. in the in Predator, and he's right. the guy that said, "We're all gonna die." Sonny Land, I think Sonny Landon passed away. I think so. Right. We should speak. You and know. Swan, remember when Swan he's getting chased? He's outnumbered by the Furies. He turns around and he throws the baseball bat at the guy's knees and takes him out. Takes him out. It's it's all right. So what you know, what's gonna what's gonna take the market out of this? Because I, I here's one for you. All right, Mercedes Rule, a yeah. young Mercedes sure. Rule was in. I mean, like some bit part, I think, in the Warriors of Memory. Was she serves. was she in in the uh, in the Lizzies? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what gang that was, right? Right. Look, all right. That was a. That, it's that such was a. Of, it's such a great movie. It's one of the scariest scenes in that movie. In a movie that actually at times was kind of scary. So, um, and and so back to the market. I think this is a little scary because I, you know, the 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 certainty that was the uncertainty that almost the market was ready for today. Um, I don't think the market's ready for for true all of the tricks that are going to get pulled out by the White House um, to go and not just uh, try to discredit. Uh, the the, the write-in ballots that are going on. And by the way, this is this is not my politics. I'm just telling you what's unfolding right now and, and what it means for markets. Markets right now, uh, and I think it's important for for you can you can do this and then I'll follow through to define why the markets are rallying. But I'm concerned that this four-day rally um, in two days is going to face up to the reality of we do have uncertainty, folks. And and actually um, we we 
we have at least a precedent for the Supreme Court. Right now, my understanding is, and I'll leave this to the legal experts, is, is that what might be in question is still going to be held within the, the, the state's courts um, as it relates to how much time for votes, the procedures for counting them, as opposed to should there be a recount, which I believe was the big issue that involved the Supreme Court. And we know, boy, the plot thickens if you get the Supreme Court in here with Ms. Comey. Um, why is the market doing what it's doing today for, for folks at home? I think it's because they didn't, in my opinion, and you spoke to this, so I'm not trying to steal from you, but I think the fact that it wasn't this yep. huge blue wave, yeah. which I think the market really feared in terms of what it could do to regulation, what it could do to big cap tech, any number of, what it could do to taxes, any number of different things that I think the market was breathing a collective sigh of relief. I think actually the presidential election, I don't necessarily know one way or another if it had all that much impact, but to your point, um, this is not over yet in terms of who is going to be the next president or if President Trump is going to have another four years or if Joe Biden's going to have a four years. I mean, this is not over yet. And my thesis last night was, you know, the VIX at 40 was pricing a lot of unrest. Yeah. But I thought you'd get some relief in the VIX. I didn't think it would be like based on this, but you never know what the outcome is going to be. But I thought high 20s was logical. But I also said you buy the VIX again if it gets there. And here we are, because to your point, uh, I think this is the early innings of what's going to be very contentious and it's at a certain point, very ugly battle. And I don't think the market's necessarily set up for that. So uh, what I say to that is, is basically, hey, Bapas, uh, I, I, I think the big cap tech has, has rounded third and is heading for home. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I'd be careful. But, you know, we got to be careful. We got to bop on back over to uh, CNBC. Yeah, I got to put point, a shirt so. on. You got to take your, your bullseye yeah. shirt off and, yeah. you know, get yeah. this thing going. Come out and play, I'm, guy. See I'll you later. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. All right.